0: Hey, As we called it, we are going to be ranking coaching staffs today. Ken and I took a look at team's head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, went through, graded them all, and then put them in a nice, sorted order and grouped them. So we will let you know where your team ranks, whether it's good, bad, somewhere in the middle. And there is going to be, I'm sure, a lot of kind of flexibility and disagreement on this, depending on what you want from your coaches. Uh, Ken? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm ready to tell you where you got it wrong with these coaches. And you guys should too. Comment, you know, hashtag Phil is stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like I was going to say it in the intro, but I'm realizing that I put a lot of uh, emphasis on like a coach's first 15 plays, aka the most schemed things, and um, their game planning. However, there's a few that I I definitely am going to get yelled at because I punish W's. And I'd say wins are our coaches stats, but I would rather have the smart guy than the guy who got lucky.
1: How did you do your rankings? Unfortunately, there's a little bit of both as well, where um, I'm more of a W guy, and then I look through, and maybe I didn't give some people enough respect for uh, a bunch of close ones and then a few astronomically horrible games. So uh, we'll talk about it.
0: Yep. All right, before that, though, big news came out today. My life saw a blur because of baby time, but I believe it was today. DeAndre today, Hopkins today. went to the Titans. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins to the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, big impacts both fantasy wise and uh, just like on the field. Uh, last time we saw a an elite receiver was AJ Brown, and he was lighting it up. However, it there was no one else. Like it, Ryan Tannehill can only support one valuable player at a time, is what it seems. Do you think that'll be Nuke? Do you think that'll be Traylon Burks?
1: What do you think? <laughs> uh. <laughs> So unfortunately, I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Brown are very similar types of receivers. So I Well that, am, not
0: not in terms of types, but they are both very talented.
1: They are both extremely tam- talented. I'm a huge fan of both those guys. Uh I was a huge fan in fantasy of Traylon Burks up until about, you know, six hours ago. Um uh, I, I I loved him as a sneaky guy. Now, uh, you know, like you said, I there's just not I mean that's a Derrick Henry offense, uh, Deandre Hopkins definitely helps, uh, you know, spread him out a bit, but at the same time, I just, you know, fantasy wise, you know, if he went anywhere else, him and Trey Burks could have been huge versus now. I, I mean, they certainly eat each other up a bit, but, uh, in terms of, you know, like play action, setting up, you know, um, getting people like, uh, uh, open in the middle of the field or, or uh, areas where they can work. I just don't think that, uh, deandre hopkins is you know aj brown was you know take uh a 12 yard uh like in route and take it to the house and that's just not deandre Hopkins. trailing burke certainly has a little bit more of that still way too raw um overall good for the team i think between those two that good tight end that we cannot say his name uh <laughs> Chris to go, Wu or something i'm yeah. so sorry <laughs> sorry guy um but uh with, uh, I, and I do not hate Tannehill. I do not hate Derrick Henry. So, uh, I also, I love Rabel. We'll talk about that. Um, but, uh, at the same time, I just don't know what it does, you know, how, how much it moves their team. Like, does this put them as, you know, division leaders? I don't think so. Phil, what do you think?
0: It's like Jacksonville. Looked great last year and they got better and better throughout the year. So I still think it's their division to lose. And then the Colts and the Texans were rebuilding. And the AFC is, you know, the most, a way more competitive conference. You know, you have the AFC West and the AFC East. And I don't think if the Titans were in either of those divisions, they would be top three teams, let alone like, so they won't push for a wild card. They're not going to push their division lead. I, I appreciate what they're doing and trying to. You know, they, they know Tannehill's getting older. Henry's getting older, trying to build at least a winning team right now. However, I don't think it amounts to much. I think it, it doesn't move the needle to make them a more threatening playoff team or not. Um, and I, I just think they end up second in the AFC South and then could be an eight, nine win team on the outside looking in when playoff times come because you got to, I, I think you're gonna have to have 10, 11 wins to make the wild card spots. Well, so while well, if I was a GM, I would absolutely do the move. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm the Titans, I'm not punting on the season. We've had success year after year after year before Tannehill got hurt last year. However, in terms of like outside the Titans, looking at the league as a whole, it, I'm indifferent. And then to your point, I think what's going to happen you know, from a fantasy perspective, PPR-wise, uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins will be the, the guy to go with. And then um, a nice guy, like Treyon Burks is going to be that guy you want on your bench. Uh, when you get a bad set of bye weeks and hope that he gets like a 60 yard touchdown catch or something where he breaks out, because I think he'll be their deep threat on play action. But other than that, I'm just, it it, kind of just sours their whole team from a fantasy perspective for me. Whole passing game, sorry.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Talking a little bit about uh Derrick Henry, uh hopefully we can talk about your guys' fantasy draft last uh last week, but uh you weren't I here, lo-
0: so you get to rip it us rip us apart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Number one, nobody drafted Derrick Henry, so it was a bad draft. Um <laughs> no, uh, especially if Derrick Henry's falling like mid second round, I'm all in on him. Like, I'm sorry, I'll take him a year too late and and hope that he just doesn't fall apart because Besides his one foot injury, he has not fallen apart, and he still, you know, still looks good. Um, the, a little creativity on the Sorry, offense. Hard not to look, look good when you're from. twice the size Anyways. of the people
0: you're running against.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Phil and Connor had a very interesting draft. You guys should go check it out. Um, but uh, so Connor just drafted like it's a straight PPR league, and Phil drafted like it's a straight like uh, traditional scoring league. And both of them would have killed each other in their respective leagues. But um, (laughs) now you guys should listen to it because Connor makes these great points and he sounds so good as he's doing it. But then the names coming out of his mouth just do not match. Like I I read through his team and I'm like, I do not like this. Um, He went with the uh, hero RB, passed on Christian McCaffrey in the first round, let Phil get him and went with Ramondre Stevenson as as his hero. I like Ramondre in the third, but his next running back was Antonio Gibson in the eighth. And I'm sorry, he picked his fifth receiver before his second running back. And I'm sorry, like, I'm glad that he liked the names on them. But what also one of them was Traylon Burks, but, um, just not enough there. Phil seems a little more, uh, even, um, I like, I like Dallas Goddard a little later. Both of them got good, good, um mid-round quarterbacks in trevor lawrence and justin herbert but because of the crucial mistake of passing on miss christian mccaffrey and going with a hero rb i gotta go with phil as the winner
0: that's right when you get christian mccaffrey with the third pick because of stupid drafting you're typically gonna win against the guy who passed him up with pick two
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's easier to say that because he's not here
0: yeah Uh, (laughs) connor may be joining us he just sent me a text so we'll see (laughs) Uh all right. With that, let's get into talking about coaches. For the first time, I made a pretty little well, so I used to make pretty little graphics. This is a PowerPoint now. Look at this, guys. All right, I hope you guys can see it. I just shared it. Look at that. All neat and organized. Pictures of the coaches. And so these rankings are gonna be my opinion only. Ken can obviously weigh in uh on if someone's too high and or you know who else he would put in the top groups. But this is my number one tier. The cream of the crop. And I don't think so. I love the Chiefs. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Andy Reid has been unstoppable since getting Patrick Mahomes. Steve Spagnola, I also think, has been a really underrated defensive coordinator. He took like four or five rookies uh, on his back end last year and made it functional, won the Super Bowl with it. And, you know, everyone's saying it can only go up. However, you should know if you study football, defense is volatile. So who knows if those rookies turn over again. However, Every time he is not given much and he makes it work. Chris Jones is the only signature player he has. And still year after year after year, the Chiefs don't have an abysmal defense. It might not be good, but it's, you know, at least average and makes plays at the right time. So uh, my number two is the Giants. Now this is one I get that if anyone wants to argue with, but I'm a believer that that roster was a bottom three, five or five roster last year. And Brian Dable and Wink Martindale did a fantastic job got them to the playoffs and a playoff victory. And then lastly, boy genius uh, at third, Kyle Shanahan. He's listed as the OC. I gave him an A-plus for being an OC, but an A-minus for being a coach. I don't think anyone's going to question how he makes some dumb, dumb decisions in the middle of games, timeouts, game management type of stuff. However, he is so smart that they have guys coming out of nowhere making huge plays on offense, and they can use Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback and make him look fantastic. So Ken, that's my top three. What do you like? What don't you like?
1: So let me start. We both had the same top with Kansas City Chiefs Andy Reid. Um Andy Reed, Pat Mahomes. It's just hard to, you know, go against him. Yes, you know, if you take him off the the team, you know, you, you try to dissect like that. But Andy Reid was successful beforehand and he just, you know, went up another notch with, you know, a generational quarterback. Um, no nothing wrong there. I I think, you know, they're like you said, their defense has done a ton with like the limited like talent or you know, not putting a a ton of uh investment there. I had to disagree with you here on the Giants. I think I had uh Dable, I, I couldn't put him in the single digits. Like I got him all the way down at ten. And yes, as, as we were talking beforehand, this is a team that I know I should like better. Yes, they they won. They did not have the best roster. But that being said. I just thought that so many games were, I don't want to say fluky, but um, most NFL games are one score games, but they just, they just kept winning uh, against or with them. And then they they played the exact same team first round in the playoffs in the Vikings. And uh, obviously it was a close one, but I cannot get that Eagles uh, playoff game out of my head. That was not a game. That was a warm-up for the Eagles. And it wasn't, I mean, they got a buy and then they had the Giants. They essentially had two buys. That game was, and then they hard. got, and then
0: they got third during Brock Purdy or Brock Purdy with the torn UCL. <laughs> so they got three <laughs> buys to the
1: Super Bowl. <laughs> it was hard to watch. And uh, yes, am I, now first off, it, that's his first year uh being a uh, head coach there. Should I really, you know, hit him that hard for it? No. Uh, Saquon looked as good as ever. He, you know, he certainly got the most out of Daniel Jones that you could ever ask for. Uh, Daniel Jones will be thanking him 40 million times over the next few years. Um, but I, I, I didn't think it was very repeat repeatable. Um, really it's just the one year, um, uh, mark on it, one year record. And it's like, I want to see it some more before I, I put you all the way up, you know, in the, the top five. So, uh, I, I, had him there, uh, at 10.
0: All right. So let's go on then to my next group. All right, so good, but something to show. That means I really like the majority of your staff, but you're just missing one little thing, so we'll run through this. The Ravens just brought in Todd Munkin. I remember Todd Munkin being the OC for the the Browns, the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. first year, and that just went poorly. Then he went to Georgia and looked phenomenal. I'll give him that. However, the NFL is a different game. So we will see if he can recreate that success in what is now a college stylish offense. You have a lot of speed. You're going to be using Lamar Jackson in the open field. So spread it out, let it, uh, let it fly. We'll see if he can you know keep it up. But again, there's a question mark there, so I can't put him in tier one. Then you have the Steelers, uh, Matt Canada, uh, Connor, when he's here, he is always laughing his butt off at Matt Canada and the terribly called Pittsburgh Steelers games. So, I have to punish them. Mike Tomlin always comes out has you know an above 500 record though. Plays great defense, and so I'm giving them respect there. I believe they'll keep winning, however, until their offense fixes their uh, you know structure issue, nothing's gonna get better. All Denver Broncos. I got to cut you. Oh, go I got
1: to cut you off here with these two. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just a, a bit of a we'll say a homer here because I watched these two teams spank the Browns in and out twice a year over the last 15 years. But um, first off, uh, the Harbaugh and Tomlin have been uh, around since I think uh, 07 and 08 uh, for uh, each team. Like there, there is some longevity here and uh, Mike Tomlin, 16 straight uh, winning seasons. That is incredible. I I don't think you uh, are, are giving them enough credit there. Um, Okay, I certainly did this more on, on just the head coach than uh, looking at the coordinators. But the very... Yes, we talk about the NFL. But the very last time we saw Todd Munkin, his team had one close game in the last two years uh, in college football. And uh, and yes, well, one of them was against Ohio State. But I, I'm sorry, completely steamrolled him. And you're, you're really giving him a lot of hate for not winning with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. And I will tell you, there's been a lot of teams that haven't won with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback over just the last year. So, um I'm not uh gonna uh, hate on them too much uh for that.
0: Yeah, it's not like he had like the best defenses players of like the last like 50 years, you know. 2 years ago that Georgia defense was literally like all drafted in the en- in the first round and then This year, again, was phenomenal. So We're talking
1: about the offense, Phil.
0: I understand, (laughs) but it's very easy for your offense to look good when they have a short field and they don't give up
1: points. That's why you win blowouts. All right.
0: Anyways, (laughs) I I, I said he's good. They're they're ranked fourth on my list. Anyways, next Uh, two. I
1: had uh, had, uh, Pittsburgh at – or Tomlin at two and Harbaugh at three. So a little bit higher, but uh, a tier up. close. But a tier up. (laughs)
0: Denver Broncos. So, I am a huge fan of Sean Payton. Um, I, liked, I always liked him in New Orleans. He was always that guy that um, he coached up and down to his opponents. Unfortunately, that leads to a few losses and games you should win. But it also means you can take on the best of the best competition, and he's going to have the Chargers and the Chiefs four, four games. If he can go two and two in those games, that's a big win. And I think, you know, huge for their team in terms of turning around everything. Hi, Connor. Thank you for hey, coming on. Uh, we'll get your we'll, we'll have you catch up on the teams we already talked about in a minute. Joe Lombardi, though, so now he was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. I hated him there because he did not use his talent appropriately. I think his scheme, though, will match much better with what Sean Payton wants to do in Denver. So I'm actually I, I graded him a bit higher because I think in terms of matching OC to head coach, that works a lot better here. Vance Joseph got a uh, head coaching job previously from the defensive coordinator coordinator spot. I trust him to manage that uh, just fine. Then lastly, Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, dude. He is one of the craftiest offensive minds. He comes up with stuff out of nowhere. He makes, you know, he he maximizes what he gets out of his players. So I love Jacksonville. Um, I am not a fan of their defensive coordinator, uh, Mike Caldwell, but when you have your offense humming the way he does with all the talent and figuring out stuff, I just think he's the guy that can absolutely go through, challenge the Chiefs. They did that in the playoffs, come up with that huge upset against the Chargers, can always pull stuff out of his sleeves left and right. So that's the Broncos and uh, Jaguars. Ken, or Connor, you go first. What do you think about those takes?
2: Which ones? The ones that are on my screen or the ones the, that you just said? The Broncos
0: said? and Jacksonville. The ones I said.
2: Um, like, <laughs> I think, I mean, by far, I think sean payton is i mean i think he's better than than doug peterson but that was old sean payton i don't i mean i don't this is just uncharted waters truthfully and people forget that like these are guys like think like ben roethlisberger mike tomlin and then was tied to mike tomlin and um uh bill bill cower is that right yeah yeah cower before that okay you know it's one and, it's it's one and, this and, not either or. So how do we know Sean Payton is anything outside of Drew Brees? They are hand in hand. Do we think that it's, you know, potentially and probably going to be just fine with him and Russell? Yes. Uh, but we don't know. I, I, I have no idea. You, it, I would say statistics would say that it's going to be fine and they'll probably be really good. But what do we know right now? We know that Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are probably, you know, you talk about fantasy football assets. You want to get players on the rise before they pop. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are there for me. So they are the ones to buy into right now. There's a less unknown. They get better talent this year. They just signed Evan Ingram to a spicy deal, which fine. Call it whatever you want. They're spending money. The con is out there blowing money fast. And, uh, I would choose Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence over Russ Wilson and Sean Payton right now.
0: So my tiebreaker there was defensive coordinators, and I trusted Vance Joseph more. However, it's a tiebreaker. Six seven, same tier. I don't care. Ken, what do you think?
1: <laughs> um, especially if we're going and uh talking about Trevor Lawrence. Only thing I gotta say about Connor or Connor's point is they might have already popped, man. Like Trevor Lawrence is just uh, it's on fire. He's he's hot right now, guys. So hot right now. Uh, <laughs> look,
0: look at that. That Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, no, no. Uh, I had uh, Sean Payton down at twelve, mainly because exactly what Connor said. I don't know what we're getting into. There's no Drew Brees on that team. Russell Wilson. Like, they're both short. That's that's it. I'm sorry. I can't give it to him. Um, but uh, you know, brand new team. That team looked, I mean, like a dumpster fire last year. We'll see what happens. Versus Jacksonville, completely on the up and up. Doug Peterson, by the way, 5-3 and and or five and three as a playoff head coach, won Super Bowl, beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. Not going to hate on them. Uh, I actually have them up. Uh, I should have put them a little higher in my list. Uh, they, they should be right around top five.
0: All right. So I just want to say something about playoff wins. People always bring it up as a stat. But you do realize that everyone in a given year is going to have at least a, only only one like coach is going to have more wins than losses in a playoff year, and that's the guy who wins the Super Bowl. Everyone else, at best, will be five hundred.
1: Because oh, like, you want no, so to say that? Let's get to
0: I guess the second. Tier. No, no. Let, let's get but, to your
1: next tier, and <laughs> then we'll talk a little more about playoffs. Well, here's runners. here's one last. No, no, point. no.
0: But 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 my point is there is like it is a lot of teams lose. And there's less, like, you can't be like, oh, you know, the, the Patriots for years had free wins coming in from their division. Well, when you're in the playoffs, it's like half the teams lose each round. And that's half the teams against the good teams. So I hate when people, it's a skip madness okay. thing, really bothers me. Like Aaron okay, Rodgers at 7-11 and 11 in the playoffs ain't bad, you know?
1: <laughs> okay, here, me... you know what, go to your next tier.
0: No, all right, so Connor. We're going to interrupt Ken and, and break his flow. And we're going to go back to the to the first tier. And let me know what you think of these guys. I was clicking on the wrong screen. Well, what, there you let go. Me, let
2: me just say the last thing about Denver. And I'll say this. You have to remember, they hemorrhaged the next decade of their team for two people, Sean Payton and Russ Wilson. And when I say that, I mean they put it all out there. Because you got to remember – They also hemorrhaged their roster for that wide receiver core. They paid them dudes a lot of money. The only one they haven't paid is probably their best receiver, potentially. He's still a question mark. He's this year's CeeDee Liam, and that's Jerry Judy. And I'm serious. This has to work. So there is a little bit of added element that, A, what's going to happen is Sean's going to have a longer leash than Russ. Russ struggles this year. You watch. I know they're tied to him. But within the next 18 months, you'll have a serious question mark on whether or not they'll take somebody next year's draft.
0: All right. So now, Connor, we're going to do cliff notes on the teams we talked about. Here's my tier one. These are at full <laughs> coaching staff rankings. What do you think? Now, Ken said the Giants are the ones that don't belong. I don't blame him, but we I, I think we all know my love for
2: They Brian don't Dave. belong. I mean, doing more with less is...
0: thats why. That's why I picked them. Because they I mean, made the playoffs and playoff a, game with I mean, nothing.
2: Doing more than less, and or doing more with less, <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, I wonder, there's a difference between being the underdog and being the lead dog. So I'll say that. Meaning, being the underdog and overperforming where you are versus being at the front and still killing everybody, that's Andy Reid. So, um there's a there is a little bit of a difference there, so I would flip the two. I would say at a minimum, I mean at the at best, Dable is three because now you get to see him from the front. This will be more telling. Shanahan has been there in the past two. and so he's been in the front. So he did well, you know, two years ago beat Dallas in the playoffs, overachieved, came back and basically was playing ten on eleven, and I wouldn't say kept it competitive because they got their. Break speed off of them by the Eagles, but but missing missing a quarterback is not ten on eleven man. It's like eleven <laughs> yeah, it's like... on four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So you're basically running the triple option with no quarterback. So, um, <laughs> so you know, I would say dable overperformed Doug Peterson technically overperformed probably last year too. It's just different leading from the front. So I would say it would go one three two in this order.
0: Okay. I uh, say so you probably put Giants lower, but whatever.
2: Um I mean, I would put them go. lower, but I'm saying again, based for on what what's you on, have on the screen.
0: Yep. All right, so now here's the next four. Uh, you had already seen these, but uh the Ravens and the Steelers, what do you think at 4 or 5?
2: Um Hmm.
1: I had Tomlin higher just so you, he was number 2 for me.
2: I'd flip I'd flip 4 and 5. Just so, because oh, hold
0: up hold up hold the phone. You hate Matt Canada and he is still I the offensive coordinator. <laughs> this is
2: head coaching. Are we doing coaching staff or head coaches? S-
0: staff.
1: All of them.
2: Fine. I also I... just did head coach. <laughs> I this, the spreadsheet has all of them listed. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Extra data points. I have been not around all day today, so I respect Head them. coaches. Got it uh (laughs) i because all i have
0: is their names up here i don't have the team you know i have i don't know anything about
2: munkin right now i don't know anything about munkin Is his air raid offense gonna work
0: that's why he's not in the top tier
2: that was my point earlier fine (laughs) but i i would also say that you know hmm, kenny pickett's not it guys so matt canada is also limited there do i like the way that matt canada runs it no, he runs it like Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, I'm so pissed about that. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> just just shoot me. I am so mad because I was dying on a hill with Traylon Burks, and here we are. So, <laughs> That's all right. anyway. We'll have a nice funeral. Yeah. And then 6-7, <laughs> I told you, that. I think I think Peterson probably, I would probably put Peterson all the way up at, uh, hmm, I'd probably put him at 5.
0: All right, let's take a look at what we got here now. Oh, Tier 3. Okay, so I named this. It's all about the Ws. Now, these guys, they're older. Well, not not all of them, but they, they've just been winning. I they're, they're, Sometimes you watch it, you have no idea how. And Bill Belichick, you know, super established. We'll start with the Patriots. Um, obviously, super established in name. They had a bad, bad year last year because him as a general manager, if, this, if we were ranking GMs, he would be at the bottom of the list. He keeps screwing up players. He keeps screwing up coaches. But now we got a real offensive coordinator. So I believe in the Patriots to bounce back, outsmart some teams, and overachieve with their roster, which still makes it like an eight or nine win team. So even though this might not be a playoff caliber team, in my opinion, I still think, you know, they're going to they're gonna win enough games for Bill Belichick to be seen as respectful. What do you guys think? Oh, huge on Bill O'Brien is my main point here. I think he he showed that he's a good offense, uh, offensive coordinator in the NFL.
1: Great question, mm. Phil. So uh I'm just gonna pull up a few <laughs> playoff records here, because that's Go exactly ahead. what we're talking about. You're right. It is really hard to win the playoffs. Uh Sean Payton, he's nine and eight, still a great coach. Mike Town, eight and nine, losing record, still a good coach. Uh, if you
0: say anything about Bill Belichick, I'm just gonna delete Harbar, it. Because we all know hey, why. Nine and
1: eight. <laughs> nine and eight, still good. Uh the only one who even comes relatively close to second place is Andy Reid at twenty-two and sixteen. Wow. And then, oh, wait, somebody is 31 and 13. I'm sorry. It is a statistical anomaly. Doesn't explain it. Oh, Phil, I know. He's getting all red. Uh, But (laughs) they
0: they have Tom Brady.
1: (laughs) But, Phil, I thought you said wins are not a quarterback stat. We have talked about this in depth. But um, 31 (laughs) and 13 is so, uh, I mean, like you said, 500 is hard. And he is almost twenty games above five hundred in the playoffs. I am sorry, it's okay. Only so one or two. Oh, are
0: we? Are we getting two thousand five Bill Belichick, or or, or is this two thousand eight Bill Belichick? Huh? Huh? Or is this 2023 70 year old Bill Belichick who still wants to run the ball
1: and not throw it? Ramondre Stevenson will be thankful for that. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. By the way, I forgot to tell you guys I traded him for T Higgins. <laughs> Even though I love Ramondre. Uh,
1: that's i'm a good sorry trade. but yes respect bill belichick yes 31 and 13 means he's been in the nfl a long time i have him slightly higher but they went what was it last year um they went eight and nine without an offensive coordinator which yes that's a big issue is just a fact that they decided that joe judge and um who, who is the other one the defense patricia coordinator. matt patricia can just For some reason, work with a second year quarterback. Uh, I mean, yes, with all that aside. Also, remember Matt
2: Patricia, by the way, the six seasons before that, he was A, a head coach, and B, a defensive coordinator. And Bill was like, hey, you want to do offense? Kind of. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so not that that was the smartest move, but long story (laughs) short, respect
1: Bill Belichick Uh, 10 and 7 and 8 and 9 last two years without Tom Brady. And with that complete shit show of a roster and other coaching staff, also, once again, I was going by head coaches, so I had him a little higher.
2: All right, I no got respect, one for you. Just no quick respect. question. Totally not go on ahead. this topic. I'm changing gears because I don't See, care what's See Higgins what Ramondre
0: Stevenson, go. <laughs>
2: well, that was fun because, by the way, we'll talk about grading that trade later. But who is better this year? Mike Tomlin and Kenny Pickett, or Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien.
0: Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin.
2: Dude, I don't know. Wait, I wait who's going to win more games? Because I think it's going to be who's going to win more games,
0: win more games, and like just look better. Like you can usually tell. Like who's who? Who who would you want to play less? Kind of thing.
2: Or yeah. or or throw in Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel.
0: Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, number one.
2: Yeah, that just makes honestly, me so mad. It's it, it, well, they're uh,
0: like, like they have, they're, they're gonna. It, these are all teams that are like eight or nine win teams. I hate looking at. I this saw tier a three. crazy
2: stat. They are, they are, but I also saw a crazy stat. Tennessee Titans have not had a wide receiver get more than 112 targets since 2015. How yeah. terrible is that? What are you gonna do? Well, well, these you the, the the Tennessee Titans like they just paid they just got one of the best like probably veteran wide receivers that can still demand targets and they have a young stud and they are going to still run the ball a hundred times a game you and it's do not make want
0: them... Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball 25 times though
2: dude <laughs> you gotta do something man like this is gonna be just Ugh. like that's Andre Johnson Randy Moss all those guys go there to die and it's just making me so upset <laughs> you can tell you just keep it's, just, it's one of those I, things I've been like, thinking uh, about it all day because I traded do, for Traylon Burks in Dynasty
0: alright alright um, anything else on the know? Patriots
1: <laughs> um, just disrespect by you that's it
2: Bill also said that he's on the he is potentially Bill is potentially he has said that he is Uh, he was quoted last week as saying that he is uh, coaching for his job this
0: mm-hmm. year. Yeah. You know, he's going to fire him. himself. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. You think <laughs> that Kraft is going to fire him? No way. All
0: right, next up. Los Angeles Rams. I feel like Sean McVay. I personally don't think he mm-hmm. comes up with the craziest adjustments to his offensive game plans. But they seem to work. And he can't adjust mid-game. He can't make adjustments during the year. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he pivoted to throw the ball to Cooper Cup 100 times, or 100 times a game, it works. So... I'm not questioning it. I like Raheem Morris. I think he's a real good defensive coordinator. Mike LaFleur was uh successful as the Jets OC, so I don't know what they're going to do, but this is just another guy who I think is going to get enough Ws. They're going to they're going to look okay and it, like again, this tier just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't think they have as of this today no longer 2005 Bill Belichick. I don't think these guys have the the gusto and the in, in, ingenuity to take their teams over the top. However, happy to have them. if I was a fan there.
1: Only issue with the Rams is like, what is left of that team? They, they started, you know, getting rid of everything. Did you guys see the thing where it's like, they tried to get rid of Matt Stafford this off season and their team is Matt Stafford, Cooper cup and Aaron Donald at this point. Um, mm-hmm. It it's just I feel like it's falling apart. I you know there just might not be enough talent there to win. I do like Sean McVay. By the <laughs> way, he's the only other one with the seven and three record in the playoffs that uh, that really stood out. But um, it, it just what's there for it? The whole fact that he's like he was looking at time to step away from football and he's going to retire. and He's like what forty years old? Um, like that's just like not thirty five. Come team. on, good for him. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um. That's all I got there. They're also going to be
2: sellers. They're going to be sellers. They've already indicated that if they're not in the playoff hunt at the midpoint of the season, they're going to be sellers. They're going to blow it all up. They have to. Aaron Donald Donald, Cooper Cup to the Browns.
1: They have two (laughs) pieces to sell. When it's like, it's two. I mean, it's like them and then absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah. You're just talking about Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Cup, Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be sellers, but. Okay, McVay is, McVay is, um, he is less team proof. I'm, I'm, I know that's a weird thing to say. Meaning he has to be situation proof, I think. He hit the perfect, like everything lined up with Matt Stafford in his prime, tailing out of his prime, but best statistical season, best defense, all lining up perfectly for their Super Bowl. And then well, so, you see what happens when the wheels fall off.
0: I mean, it's I give not- him a lot of credit for, for the turnaround job he did the day he walked on the field uh on yeah. the, the field to coach. Like the remember the Rams were the biggest joke. They couldn't move the ball offensively. They kept the same players and then he brought his system in. And I know obviously teams have adapted since then, but at least he flipped things. He hasn't made many adjustments, but the adjustments he's made, I mean he's been to two Super Bowls. So, uh, But anyways, let's go on now. Detroit Lions, our favorite team. Ben Johnson should have absolutely gotten a head coaching job, by the way. You (laughs)
2: better clip this for those boys out in Detroit. You better clip it and tag them.
0: But Ben Johnson, by far, uh, you know, top two or three offensive coordinator. He is phenomenal. They are so lucky he did not want a head coaching job, and he wanted to stick it through and see what this Lions team can accomplish. Our only penalty I have against them right now is I – I like Dan Campbell. He doesn't blow my mind in terms of game management or scheme. And then defensively, they've been absolutely nothing. So I'm giving Aaron Glenn a hard punishment saying, I know you revamped your defense with so many cornerbacks and bringing in a lot of players, but I got to see it. I got to see it before I give you a reward. That's why they're here at 10 instead of higher up. Connor, do you want to go first on this?
2: Oh, Dan... Listen, he's the new Bruce Arians. He is the guy that is like the ringmaster. You know, he's the marionettes up top, but he is not the guy that's like calling the shots. He is, that's Ben Johnson. And that's the problem, I think, in terms of their coaching staff. He's trusting that Aaron Glenn guy can figure it out because he's got got, uh, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson knows what he's doing. Aaron Glenn, he's like, hey... We kind of figured it out after you sucked when we were two and six or whatever. Ben Johnson, like, took off. Aaron Glenn kind of had some flashes and he's like, hey, I didn't fire you. Let's just, you know, do the best and get you a ton of good guys. <laughs> you got some pieces there. You got rid of Jeff Okuda. Fine. Got some picks. Now it's going to be, all right, clearly it's you, buddy, if it's not, uh, if it's not going to be, uh, if it's not going to be me or Ben Johnson, because it's not Ben Johnson. No. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> if, Arians' like because Bruce Arians would be the first to tell you he he was not – I don't even think he called the plays. I think Byron Lefkowitz called the plays, did he not? Yeah,
0: or they split so, it, you know.
2: Fine, but Lefkowitz, you know, two years ago when they won it, you know, was more or less involved heavily in the offense. He kind of delegated to him. Campbell has to do the same thing. Great motivator, quirky, weird, converse, like stupid sayings that kind of you get kind of can connect with the younger guys. That's fine. That's all good when it works, and I think it does. You showed in the second half of the season, you got people bought in. Being a motivator is half the battle.
0: Well, I mean, when, when this team was a joke, they played hard for him. Like yeah. that was the team we were betting on the first year. We, you and I were talking, and it was like. Bet these guys to cover because they're going to play hard for their coach. They're they going to but it's fine. They covered, yep. They were like,
2: whatever. They had one of the best records against the spread last year. Just like and across the, the board. Yep. And, and, yeah, and the year before. So, that's – he's probably about right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if we're looking ahead, I would probably say that the Eagles – I would have the Eagles over there just because Sirianni. But, you know, to your point, he wiped out his whole team, so they're probably about mm-hmm. right.
0: Yeah, Ken, what do you think on the Lions?
1: Well, I just uh, was listening to something today, when and they were talking about Jameer Gibbs and how much Dan Campbell loves him. Now, first off, uh-huh. David Montgomery is the exact running back that Dan Campbell wanted. And then you got this guy, half of his size, double the speed. And Dude, if are, Dan you a, Camp-
2: are you a David Montgomery truther? Please tell me you're not. The, bo- no, the but- most average dude in the NFL. And you're like, yeah, that guy, that guy. Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns last year for
1: this team. David How Montgomery, many times
2: did Sun God get stopped at the one for that to
1: happen? My point being, though, is that like David Montgomery is a four yards and a cloud of dust running back. That is an it. emphasis on the cloud of dust. But um, <laughs> the, fact, <laughs> the fact that Dan Campbell's come out and saying he loves Jameer Gibbs, this, you know, finesse fastback, number one, just watch out. I'm I'm starting to uh jump on the Jameer Gibbs fantasy train here. Um you're going to get him but, in the second or third round. Come on. I'm I'm getting him in the 5th every single time. 7th in your uh non-PPR <laughs> leagues, Phil. Uh but uh <laughs> stupid by the way. Uh, Anyways. Right. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I I like the Lions. Why not? Love right. Dan Campbell. So for 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 fans'
0: sake, we're at forty minutes and we're past the top ten, so we're gonna pick up the pace on these Eagles. They're this low only because they lost their offensive and defensive coordinator. I got nothing else to say. That I just I don't know how much to trust um, the new guys they're bringing in.
1: Okay, yeah, did you true. see? Did you see Nick Sirianni bawling his eyes out during the national anthem at the Super Bowl? He immediately for like five minutes there jumps number one on my list. Um, <laughs>
2: oh my know. goodness. <laughs>
0: Oh, and then, then when he goodness. lost the Super Bowl, how far did he go? Because he had that playoff loss. Now
2: <laughs> Siriani is also the that guy that, that like, loss. Trashes, talks trash to fans like he's just a weird. In Philly, quirky. you have to, you have to. I get mean, out I it, like. and th- that's crazy it's because he has Mount <laughs> Union ties. He went to Mount Union. His Larry Karras is a guy. So I played against Mount Union for four years. Phil and I obviously went to Otterbein, so we know. Mount Union very, very well. They smoked us for four years. Actually, ironically, Sirianni and... uh, No. Brandon Staley and Sirianni, I think, were around... Staley was at at, John Carroll. John Carroll. And Sirianni was at Mount Union when I played at Otterbein. So both of those guys have been involved in... An arm's length away from both of us. So
0: what? What? Yeah. What? Connor saying is he played against these NFL level coaches and got absolutely destroyed.
2: Smoked. <laughs> did not. I actually. I remember actually. Uh, Staley came up to me afterwards because he was the defensive coordinator. I'd obviously, it didn't click then because he wasn't famous then. But uh, it was against John Carroll, and he was like, he told their wide receiver coach to come. Actually, he was like, "Hey, what are what year are you?" I'm like, uh, I'm a sophomore. And their wide receiver coach was like, Hey, we want you to come play up here and I was like, Why would I do that? And then also John Carroll was like really, really, really good when I was there too. So they were they beat Mount Union the year after we left, which is the first time in I think it was like thirteen years that they lost a regular season game. So that's crazy. Bad decision by me. Could have been could have been better. I, I could have went to John Carroll, but I didn't know. Could have had really... connections so, to Brandon
1: Staley and had so him on our you, show and everything. Brandon Staley.
2: BFFs,
1: hanging out, he's calling you, trying to get you to come over. I got you. It's
2: It's weird, man. Trying to get you the Chargers. I keep getting this call from Southern California. I keep ignoring it, but that might be it. That might be it.
0: All right. uh, Tennessee Titans. I feel like we we talk about Vrabel all year long. I don't know how much more to say besides, like, dude's going to coach up to, he's going to have a couple great upsets, and then he's going to, you know, not have the talent to win elsewhere. So he's going him. to keep D Hop
1: in check, man. He's going to keep D Hop in check. He's going to play for him. He's going to play hard. <laughs> D Hop am... and, tra-
0: and Traylon Burks. No one can have a thousand yards. That's the rule.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who is their offensive coordinator? Because I need to find out who he is and just like blackmail him.
0: Tim Kelly.
2: <clears throat> who is that? Uh, is what... he like the tight ends coach?
0: I'll tell you what, dude. Tim Kelly is a famous guy because he was the offensive coordinator of the Texans and then the passing game coordinator for the titans so yeah oh
2: yeah what are you doing
0: can you imagine having derrick henry and promoting your passing game coordinator (laughs) like you're the reason (laughs) we're winning games
2: (laughs) so stupid i just makes me so mad they got a new they got a new gm too they got a new gm too that basically came out and said um Golden State Warriors football is the same as, like, the the Chiefs offense. It's like, it's great until you hit the playoffs. I'm like, that might be one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard. It was something along those lines.
0: What's that, four or five straight AFC championship games going through uh, Kansas City? Like, I know, can't remember.
2: Running the football wins games in the playoffs, and I'm like... Dude, this guy's stuck in, like, 30 years ago. And he's yeah, GM, dude, that 38-35 uh,
0: to 35 Super Bowl Indian. would have been better if people just ran the ball.
2: Um, that's why right. Tim Kelly is an offensive coordinator.
1: Would have been better Next for up. Philly. <laughs>
0: that's true. Next up, Tier 4. One step from Tier 2. I say that because I think these three teams, they are all smart. They all have glaring flaws. And the only thing that keeps them outside of Tier 3 is the fact that they don't win... I guess to the expectations they should. So the Browns obviously I think come out and I thought they've always looked good in the first three quarters, even last year, but crumbled in the fourth. Joe Woods is someone I talked about throughout the year, just like tanking games with terrible defense in the fourth. So I am very high. They replaced him with Jim Schwartz. That's a huge deal. Uh, so I, I'm just loving what the Browns did. What do you guys think?
2: I'll let Connor go. I can't, I, I just... What? This is such a Homer thing. You did this on not, purpose. I have on... I have been on the <laughs> Bengals, Bengals have a better coaching staff, and you put them intentionally you, behind the you, Browns. Whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa. You talked to King before this and said, hey, watch this. Lou Let's, Anarumo this
0: is a better defensive coordinator. Off. Lou Anarumo is, is my man. number one defender.
2: King, just admit to me that that's what you did. Just tell me. No. Just tell no, me the I truth, said No, we didn't talk about this. No.
1: Listen. Listen, the
0: Bengals defensive coordinator is the best defensive coordinator in the league. Lou Annamarou, he's fantastic. I love him so much. He's the, the guy I know that, that, honestly, he's the only guy I know that consistently stops the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, and that, by stops, I mean like you, he holds them under, you know, he keeps his offense in the game. Uh, yep. Now, we hate Zach Taylor. I think Zach Taylor is the worst thing to happen to uh, Joe Burrow. So, I believe Kevin Spansky... Like Hey, you know what? And if Joe Burrow likes him, then they should keep him. Keep Joe Burrow happy. But Kevin Stefanski has been given nothing. Absolutely. Like, he was given Baker Mayfield. Turned it into, like, he, he looked good with Baker Mayfield for a year. And then we all saw how bad Baker really is. He was given Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett looked good. The Browns had, like, a top eight offense through, like, half the season. And then it all tanked because you can only do so much. This is the year. Deshaun Watson's breaking out. I believe. I believe I am way higher on Kevin Stefanski than everyone should be. I I admit it. All right. Kevin Stefanski, Brian Dable, Those are my guys.
1: So nope. Connor, nobody complains about Zach Taylor more than you. So I don't (laughs) know.
2: I agree. So, but I agree with that. Um, I agree with that, but I would say across the board, you're getting an old Jim Schwartz who got fired clearly from his last job. And you're, you're at least have a guy named Anna Rumo or whatever. Blue Rumo, who is a dog that should have gotten the Cardinals job. I'm going to go ahead and say, Zach Taylor and Stefanski are washed, because I don't like Stefanski that much either. Wash them both. Who's left? If you're talking about full coaching staff Mr. Mister Phil, who said that's the rules. Mm-hmm.
0: I, want, I want Alex Van Pelt over Brian Callahan. <laughs> Offensive well, coordinator. That's the tiebreaker now.
1: I've been doing head coaches this whole time, and I'll tell you, I just like, uh, okay, realism here, last year was a throwaway, they went all in on a guy who wasn't there for 12 games, I'm sorry, it was a throwaway, Um, thank you, it it is all all or nothing, Stefanski could get fired this year, Zach Taylor's not getting fired, I don't care what happens in Cincy, um, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know what's And you
0: know what this is? This is called we called it because I'm calling my shot. I'm the underdog, the guy who's on the hot seat to break out, lead the Browns to the playoffs, and Deshaun Watson to being ahead of Jalen Hurts in the MVP roads through All nine. All right, years.
2: stick your stick your <laughs> stick your flag in the ground right now. Who's better records, the Bengals or the Browns this year? Stick your uh, flag in
0: you. the ground. Uh, okay, I need I... to. I need to look at the schedule. I'd seriously do.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, oh. Connor, I like Stefanski, but I really can't jump on Phil's bandwagon here. He's going way over nope. the top. I'm sorry. I am
0: way over the top by saying the Browns are going to be the second best team in their division. They And they will contend for the division title.
1: Well, I lo- I like uh, McCarthy and, uh Miami. This man. is the first
0: year uh, I've ever been this high on the Browns, by the way. Every year they had Baker. I said they sucked. Every year.
2: <laughs> You're a homer. You're a homer. You're a homer. The guy... I'm sorry. Oh
0: this is the first time I'm high on the Browns the first time.
1: So Mike McDaniel in Miami, I, I've got to tell you, I really <laughs> like what he did with that offense. He just went all in on speed. It looked amazing. I think it really played it to his strengths. Uh, you know, everything except for cold weather when cold weather really stopped. him. Also all right, that's, what, that's the problem though. But
2: that's the problem it's, though. You get half his cold year. weather.
1: Not this year for Miami. They literally booked it. They're he, They are in, Like two outdoor games in the first half of the year. I so, um, or two like cold weather ones. The rest of them are in Miami, but um, I don't know if Tua can stay healthy. Like, I think that we're talking Miami, like, as a whole team jumping up a tier. I mean, contending for that division, which doesn't sound as fancy, except for that is a damn good division. Um, but uh, no, 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 I I uh like McDaniel. I like him more than both the other team uh, quarterbacks in this (laughs) tier.
0: I personally, I like Mike McDaniel. I want to see him innovate off the Kyle Shanahan offense. And when I say that, I just mean like people are going to adapt to him next year. And I hope that he can put another layer to it. And I did not see that he could do that this year. Now, for the Dolphins' favor, they brought in Vic Fangio for defense. So I think that defense is going to be a million times better. So.
2: Moving on, and yet you don't have them above the Browns <laughs> or the Bengals. Hmm.
0: I don't. I, I like. uh all right. So the Bengals have obviously had more success than Mike McDaniel, and you're going to tell me that I need to put them ahead because they had one okay year at nine and eight, but Kevin Stefanski has a playoff win with Kevin with, with Stefanski a
2: lesser,
0: with is a lesser roster at Kevin that time. Stefanski.
2: I'm just telling you, I don't, I, I do not believe in Kevin Stefanski. I don't. I'm
0: just saying the guy has been around 500, and you're, you're saying Mike McDaniel automatically should be ahead of him despite doing the exact same thing. So you're, I, I'm just not buying that.
2: This should be Cincinnati, Miami, Cleveland. I'm just telling you that right now.
0: All right, and when the Browns are looking good, nine weeks in, Plant your flag. Sean Plant Watson. Your flag, Watson, All right, it. so. All right. The the, the the field I am standing on is Deshaun Watson is ahead of Jalen Hurts and MVP odds halfway through the year.
2: That means so the Browns Bengals, are winning and the their Bengals offense is looking good. Will or they won't have a better record? I than am not Browns. betting
0: against the Bengals not going like 14 and three because that could easily happen. So where's <laughs> like he get, the Bengals? Where's,
1: awesome. the, where's Deshaun Watson going to be versus Joe Burrow in the MVP standings?
0: Um, I am not. Like you're gonna ask me to say Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes aren't one and two is never gonna happen. Those are those are the top tier guys. I am not. You can say Josh Allen. I, I believe in Joe Burrow. That's Lamar. This is, this is, I'm holding this against Zach Taylor because I believe in Joe Burrow, not Zach Taylor.
2: They just need to be like in competitive games. Because if he sure. does that, then he'll just let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow. He yeah. just needs to act like he's playing the Chiefs all the time.
0: All right. So now I'm curious what you guys think about this. I put big names with mild brains because it sounded catchy. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, Packers. These guys are all teams that, you know, renowned big names, Mike McCarthy, Pete Carroll, Matt LaFleur. And I can say the same thing about all of them. They all, in my opinion, underachieve based on their expectations. Seahawks obviously didn't last year. They looked better. But in years past, they had underachieved. So I am just going to hold that against them. I don't think Pete Carroll is the, is the ultimate like lack of innovation guy. Third down and short, or fourth down and short, he's never going to go for it. Third down and like nine, he's going to run a draw and just punt. So I am out on Pete Carroll. I believe Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, is why they were so successful last year. But anyways, Cowboys and Packers, it's all the same story. Overrated coaches.
1: We all completely just threw Seattle out the window last year and they made us look silly. And I don't think you're giving Pete Carroll and we're all like, okay, Pete Carroll's ready to retire. I don't know why he isn't retired yet. Uh, Turns out it's because he can still coach. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. You're going to give credit for, to Geno Smith for what they did. Um, I don't know. Uh and, and Bill, we're doing so, all So of so the let's team. just
0: let's just let's just talk about what they did, right? They started out 6 and 6 and 3 looked solid, you know. And then they ended 3 and 4 beating the Rams in overtime to make the playoffs. And remember who the Rams were starting? I think uh Connor quoted it last week as you Ken Call was the starting quarterback. Ken Call. Week, Ken, in,
2: Wofford, Ken, <laughs> Wofford.
0: <laughs> Ken Wofford. Ken Wofford was starting. Uh yeah, so I am <laughs> uh, they, they beat yeah. Their only two wins after... Two of their three wins after Week 10 came against the Rams. And that was the Rams with, like, corpses walking around. So I am not giving them credit for being good. They started off way better than they should, and then they fell off a cliff.
1: Geno Smith's Smith's passer rating went up literally 50 points. His, like, average to what he did last year. Yes. And... You're you're giving oh, and, did,
0: and did someone say he gives all the credit for their success to Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator? Man, that was a really good point by whoever said it.
1: Wow, he's part of their <laughs> the their coaching staff, which I yeah, guess we're ranking did, right now. Oh yeah, their but defense he doesn't deter, Actually didn't he, yeah. look too bad.
0: Yeah, but you, you waited with being the other the complete components. Trash hit
1: it was. Oh, okay.
0: You, you waited with the other Phil, components and the offensive coordinator doesn't get the most weight.
1: Just put it over <laughs> Dallas, Phil. You, people in Dallas already hate you. I hate I McCarthy. Don't know why he did that? <laughs> Listen, I would, I would,
2: I would purely uh, Dan based Quinn. off of purely. Okay, you're talking about this is lopsided here. McCarthy sucks. He's going to be calling the plays this year. Dan Quinn should have left when he had the chance because he's going to be holding up that entire roster. You, I mean, like this is going to be like Pete Carroll's good, but like he's like him and Mike Vrabel are from the same like era, and then. You have Tariq Woolen. You have two good corners on the other side. They're going to play, you know, whoever their defensive coordinator is. They can't stop the run, but they've got decent secondary. They've got a linebacker playing safety who is just a a moron. I mean, like, he's good, but, like, he's better as a linebacker than a safety, but you paid him a billion dollars. You got tons of weapons. I just – that's a whole mishmash. Like, the whole Seattle team, all of Dallas – both of those could be, you could see them sneak into the playoffs, or they could both be firing their coaches by the end of the year because they're sub-500. That's the truth for both of those teams. Even Green Bay. LaFleur has got a problem on his hands, and that is, man, life without Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, you don't have a ton. I mean, you've got good guys. No great, great guys on the offense. I mean, you got got problem. And, uh, you know, I don't know anything, you're going from, here's the thing that kind of, I'm I'm jumping all around from all three of these on the screen here, but the Green Bay Packers have a big problem, which is super duper crazy, slow tempo, slowest offense in the NFL, bottom five in pace of play, number of plays, every statistical category. Hall of Famer, you're going to, Turn that up. You're not going, you're going to take it out of Love's hands as much as possible. You're not giving him the keys, which means you have to call the plays. You are going to read the defense for him. You have a big problem because A, you haven't had to do that, Sons, Aaron Rodgers. And B, you got a problem because if he can't do it, you are just tank it, tank it and start over. So I, I don't know. I'm staying away from the Packers. We're, we're, we're. Betting a little bit on Aaron Rodgers' legacy here and what's left of it, and I'm I'm out on Lafleur. I I just don't want anything to touch. I don't I don't want to touch him at all.
0: I should have been, I should have punished Lafleur harder. I agree. I don't like him, but I didn't, and here we are. But he's a big name with a mild brain, and that's how he got put in this tier.
2: Listen, dude, <laughs> you all, we could also say the same thing about old dingus brain. What's his name? Oh, the dude that played fifteen, got through fourteen games for Denver. And then was like Aaron uh, Rodgers, hack <laughs> hack yeah, Hackett. Listen, is Lafleur Hackett? That could really happen this year. And somehow yeah. that dude ended up with a job again. Stupid Jets because, because of Aaron Rodgers. Because like Aaron, Aaron,
0: Ro- Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Kyrie Irving, dude.
2: I can't wait for them to make one playoff game and then lose in the first round. That's gonna be awesome. You're gonna love
0: it. All right, that covers all the slides I have because I didn't make slides for everyone. Um, I ran out of time. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna just pull up. If you guys have any comments on like the last, it's going This is our uh, our Google sheet. If you have any comments on, you guys can each pick one team from Buffalo Bills and down. And my team right. is going it's to be the Las Vegas Raiders. The Bills that low. well, it's because Sean McDermott has constantly had a better team than everyone and pissed it away. It's pissed. It just <laughs> makes me angry, like. That's not the team I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Raiders. And listen, why am I talking about the Raiders? Because they went through and they gave Josh McDaniels such a terrible contract. They couldn't get out of it. And then they had to rip their team to shreds, got rid of their quarterback and star tight end in order to accommodate Josh McDaniels. And they made themselves demonstrably worse. Now the running back (laughs) holding out. I can't wait for this just to continue to blow up in their face, them to be a five win team and have to just gut everything they have because they just can't make decisions. And the the people they bought into are terrible. Except for Devontae Adams, who I am very sorry that you ended up a Raider. So, if you guys have anything to say on the Raiders, or Ken, you can pick a team, and whatever you want to say about them. I don't care.
1: Uh, I'm going to talk about two, because I'm going to do that, Phil. Uh, Just real quick. Uh, the Jets, Robert Sala, um, I really liked how their defense looked. I, I know that's uh, his type of thing, Go, you know, coming over from the 49ers. Started, you know, they just had no talent. They started getting some. All of a sudden, everything kind of starts falling together. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers does uh, to that team, like you guys were saying. Uh, no, I hate Hackett, But, you know, this is a team that we can talk about jumping tiers uh, next year. We, we might be talking a little higher about them. I kind of hope so. I, I kind of like the whole... Aaron Rodgers uh, drama, uh, you know, hard knocks those two, I guess. But uh, Phil, nothing on the commanders, nothing your Biennemi crush. Uh, like how is, how did they not hit the top 18?
0: Um. So listen, Ron Rivera is a terrible coach. <laughs> like, I don't like Ron Rivera at all. Jack Del Rio. I think he's a fine defensive coordinator and I love, absolutely love their defensive front. However, Eric Biennemi I think he's going to be great, but you can't overcome. Like it's, it's like you have Mike McCarthy running the things. Kellen Moore couldn't overcome Mike McCarthy. Eric Bieniemy is going to help the Commanders, and he's going to help himself get a job, but he's not going to overcome and take them to the ball. Pl- well, they might be a borderline playoff team with how bad the NFC is, but that's why I didn't say anything about that.
2: Yeah, but is Bieniemy going to be um, <laughs> our lovely guy? Is he going to be uh, Matt Nagy? Which is, hey, sorry, just the same way that Aaron Rodgers covered up for Hackett, Andy Reid's covered up for you. Matt Nagy goes to the Chicago Bears, has one fantastic season, and then completely craps the bed for the rest of the four years because his offense is atrocious. Or, or, or he
0: could be Doug Peterson and look great. Is that Andy Reid too? Yep. That was the OC good before point. Nagy. I think Nagy was the QB coach. Peterson was the OC. Reid was the head coach. So – I, I believe in that
1: chain.
2: Peterson Maggie, still had remember. Peterson had background though. Peterson had a back has a much better pedigree than than BNME does. Bienemy kinda of grew up in that system and has never had this level of responsibility. No? Did Nagy do the same? Um I don't know. Because Nagy's background know-
0: I was gonna say I liked Nagy as an offensive coordinator, and then he did have a good year with Mitch Trubisky. Now he didn't do anything after that. That after that year, he was one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. However, he did have one good year. So I don't know how it's gonna go. One year removed. Uh, Connor, is there any coaching staff you want to mention? I do have one more uh, after you, though.
2: I hate the Falcons. I hate Arthur Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Arthur Smith, these guys... Arthur
0: Smith, Matt Canada. Who you taking to call Fair your plays?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> I'll take myself and Ken Call, please, for five, for 500. Anyways, that's I... That's a top-five team is, right there. Yes. I would say we'd have Madden on ev- every game, and i just say, listen, NFL... Actually, we'd have NFL Street on there. there NFL Street, too. Cool. <laughs> that would be our playbook. Um, I, <laughs> Man, I just... This guy has to be gone after this year. I'm serious. They're gonna wipe the clean slate. They're gonna say, "Hey, listen, he's guy wasn't smart enough to go and get Lamar Jackson and overpay for Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London." Oh, in the in, in that division, you would literally run it for the next five years. And he was like, "Nah, eh, Desmond Ritter." Hmm. Okay. And then they also had the opportunity to get Kyler. So they there was some backdoor kind of. Deals going on, them trying to get Kyler Murray. Failed on that one. They got Bijan, which is fantastic for them. He's going to fit like a glove for them. But this is the NFL. <laughs> this is the NFL. They're going to be another 500 team. They're going to get smoked in the playoffs. I don't know anything. I mean, they did. They made some moves in, in the offseason for their defense. Um, I don't know anything about this Nielsen guy. They're, they got two good corners now. Kuda came over. Uh, and then they've got um, Terrell. Um, but what else? I don't know. And you're going to run the ball 50, 60% of the time in a pass happy league. Come on. With Desmond Ritter. With Desmond Ritter. Like, if, you, if you're if you going to run and, that offense, And
0: two top ten picks at receiver. Drives me nuts.
2: I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I The best case scenario is it's Desmond Ritter is, man, Trying to make an actual legitimate comparable off the like off the dome, I, so it, it, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill's best year. Seriously, that is that, the that's the best
1: that, case, which is sad. That's the best but that case That was scenario. really good, actually. Like Tannehill has
2: really good years. Uh, yeah, and it was an Arthur. It, he made Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was the offensive yep. coordinator. with the, So mm-hmm. that is the best case scenario, and um. <sighs> I'm trying to even remember. That's what that's the conversation I was having with my brother today. Was I was trying to remember the best wide receiver in those offenses, and I couldn't off the top of my A. head. A. Do you guys remember? It's AJ Brown. Okay. What? But I'm thinking like even AJ Brown had question marks on like can Tannehill support one wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Yes, he could definitely do one, but you know you hope that. If, if if this would not be a problem, I would not be as upset about Burks and Hopkins. If this was basically any past happy team, yep. if, I would not be. A, and you well, had he, somebody with a history that could support two wide receivers. I, well, I just don't see
0: it. it. Nuke might not get 120 targets this year, which is like sad.
2: Um, which is crazy. He should him you should you should make the, the case that Drake London back to Arthur Smith. Drake London should have. 120, 130 targets. Kyle Pitts should have at least 100. And then you should have Bijan have 70 or 80 minimum. And then you should touch the ball 20 times a game. <laughs> I don't know if that happens this year because of, you know, RPOs and read option. I, well,
0: you got to get, get Cordero that. Patterson in the game. You know,
2: everyone's always talking about
0: Cordero <laughs> Patterson.
2: <laughs> Supposedly, by the way, he's going to catch more passes. They're going to move him into the slot a little bit, which is kind of nice. Only, there's only...
0: There's only ten available passes to catch a game,
2: <laughs> dude. That, right. Is that what the number was? That might have been not the not. number. I think that's actually a good point. <laughs> it was they they won. They were doing that that quarterback show, that Netflix show. Yeah. Have you guys seen that one yet?
0: They haven't watched it yet.
2: So they watching. they were following Marcus Mariota. By the way, s- s- spoiler alert: they only followed him for the first four episodes because he basically left the he, team he just walked the, away yeah yeah he walked away and they stopped following him and then they just focused on kirk cousins and patrick mahomes he was like that nfc player of the week i think that his stat line was like 15 of 17 17 passes phil ken
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I remember game. him being valuable for like running for like 100 yards and two touchdowns or something
2: in, in, in 2022 17 passes in the nfl game
0: all right what are you doing now now our closing remarks because we've been talking way too long
2: Houston Texans. Oh, uh, (laughs) sorry, Ken. I meant Phil.
0: Houston Texans are the coaching staff to watch. I think that team reminds me of the Giants last year. There's absolutely nothing there, and I like all their coaches. I think they all have upside. They're all rookies, and D'Amico Ryan is going to bring some toughness. If they go seven, maybe eight wins, I'm happy with that team, and they play tough. They're they're going to be the lions of the AFC. What do you guys think of? kind of like that that Texans coaching staff. I just like all the guys they have and the you know philosophy they're bringing in.
1: Kind of like the opposite of the Patriots. Um I always I like the 49ers like offshoot coaches. Uh like I like Salah. I like uh uh Ryans. So um but let's see what happens.
0: Connor, you were a big
1: D'Amico Ryan's fan,
0: I think.
2: I because was a big wrong. D'Amico Ryan's fan. I don't know the other two names. Bobby Slovic was
0: their uh, offensive court, was the passing game coordinator for the 49ers. Matt Burke is ironically the name of someone Ken and I went to high school with. Oh. (laughs) He he is not that guy. No, 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 no. They just have the exact same name. Spelled exactly the same. Not the same person.
2: Good juju. Got it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, poof. Man, that's gonna be tough sledding. They have an easy division, but I, they have they have no wide receivers. CJ Stroud gets nothing. Nico he, he Collins, no baby. Ball.
0: I just read something saying he he's he's the dude.
2: And by right. it, he's Bobby the dude, Trees I mean, has a better chance of getting the, all those passes. I, 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 Bobby, I was thirty year old Bobby Trees.
0: I was I was about to say yeah, he's the dude in the Texans, which means like five catches for fifty yards is a ceiling. <laughs> So you don't like the Texans. You're going to be wrong. Texans and Browns, man. I'm going to shock the nation.
2: Huge difference between A, your division, and <laughs> B, and, and and b what conference you're in. You might get eight wins, but then you're going to get smoked in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but you know what? The coaching staff is going in to playoffs, look the
1: playoffs, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah Extra give, game. Give
0: someone else some of those playoff wins so that Ken can use that
2: stat more. Nice, dude. Here's your division. <laughs> 31 and 13 we- is a big deal. Artie Smith, he's a good one. Dennis Allen, mm, that's a good one. Who else is there? Todd Bowles. Todd, too smart for his britches, can't coach an offense, Bowles. There you go. Good luck. Not a bad right, vision. That, that's all. We're good.
0: Right? A- a- anything else from anyone?
1: What do we I have to say? I, really, I hate that Todd Bowles is still the head coach of the Buccaneers. Like, Bruce Arians, great. He steps in and, like, it's a different team. He's never been successful as a coach. I'm, Todd Wilson's on him. He just needs to go back coaching.
2: I, and coach I, I love end.
1: him. Yes, I love him as a DC.
0: I hate Byron him as a head Left, coach. which should have been the head coach of this team.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> all right, with that, we'll see you guys. Thanks for listening. <sighs>